everybody. Welcome to episode 155 of the Go Gorilla Filmcast, your source for all things indie film. I am one of your hosts, Mr. Shia Dumont. I'm another host, Paul. Yep, just Paul today. Mm. Yeah. I don't like that. No, no, no. You know, like Cher or Bill, just Paul. Bill. Bill, yeah. You know, Bill. Good old Bill. Kill Bill? Kill Bill, sure. We'll go with that one. There is no other Bill. Bill. That just goes by Bill. Bill Belichick? Duh. Yeah, and you know them. By, you know them by their last name. Yeah, I don't even know. Thus proving my point. What Bill Belichick does, I think he's a coach of some sort. Sure. Yeah. Gymna- gymnastics. Yeah. No, I think it's football. I want to say sports ball. Yeah, you know, the old pigskin, as it were. Anyway, what are we doing today? You look high. Me? Well, I, sh- I just smoked a bowl, so I should be. <laughs> if only that were true. Yeah, it's not. I'm just an idiot. So yes, uh, all right. Um, yeah, we just we saw some things. We did. Just wanted to, you know, talk about some stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think we have a guest next week. Yeah, I think it's next week. Um, so yeah, so we're just talk about some stuff that we watched, and then you can listen to the stuff that we have to say about the things that we watched. That's and, all true. And maybe you saw them, mm-hmm. and you can be like, "You're totally wrong." Well, if you're listening to this, you probably did see them because we usually talk about them. Well, we spoil the shit out of everything because there's yeah. no way to review anything without doing that. True. This is another fact. I don't understand so, vague reviews. Yeah. Well, usually like it's a quickie like, oh, I liked it or I didn't, you know. And no, because... they have like reviews out there where they'll say certain things but then not say others. And it's like, well, just review the whole thing. That's Why are me... you reading reviews if you haven't seen something? Yeah. I don't understand that, well, first of all. Well, so it depends. Sometimes if I'm on the fence about something, I, I want to see what the vibe is about it. Like hereditary? Huh? Like hereditary? Yeah, sure. And, what do you mean um, sure? Yeah, sure. Yeah, hereditary. And, you spoiled and, the entire film. Yeah. Yeah, well, whatever. By reading about it first. Yeah, but, you know, I sometimes I, if I'm on the fence about something, I like to see what the vibe is about it. And so I think it's helpful sometimes. But when you do have like a whole 20-minute review about it with no spoilers, I don't understand what you're getting into exactly. You really have to put up those soundboards because your voice is so echoey every time you tilt your head back. Yeah. I have my teeth on top of this microphone. Yeah. To try to keep my voice sexy and bassy. Yeah. Well, you know, that's what you get for condenser mics. You know? You're like, uh, you know, I don't understand why somebody would review something like that and then not talk about the details of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's just how I work. It's it, your voice is like it's like a, a a gradient. Yeah, there's an ombre to your voice, if you will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we, as you know, if you follow the show, we don't watch week to week unless we're forced to. Yeah, and um, by forced, I mean I simply cannot wait. Mm-hmm. And so there's only one show currently that I do that with, and it's Handmaid's Tale. Yeah. Uh, there should be because people will spoil the shit out of everything. Yeah. So I have to watch that I have to show do it week for to all week. The Marvel shows too. I have to do it week to week, and um, this show I could have easily not gone week to week, but I've been waiting for Mayor of Easttown for Mayor, not Mayor, as some mm-hmm. people have been saying, um, for quite a while. I'd seen the trailer or like a teaser to it on HBO Max or whatever, and I was like, oh my god. 
Kate Winslet in a show mm-hmm. that I'm watching, and it's a crime, and it has this mystic river feel to it, and I'm totally in. Yeah. And then like it was just like waiting, and then it never showed up, and they were like, it's going to be next month. No, it's going to be the month that month after that. Yeah. And I was like, God. So that was just totally on me. Like I, I just couldn't wait. And then you sort of, like you were off from the jump. I don't know how you were not invested once you saw Kate Winslet leading mm. a show, but you were like on your phonesies doing your NFT crap. And I, I had to be like, sir, a little respect, not a lot, just a little. <laughs> and you had to get off your phone. Cause it's like, I don't care if you're not invested in this show. I need you to just like give the woman some respect here. <laughs> I refuse to have you sit beside me on Twitter while Kate Winslet is doing her thing. Mm-hmm. So um, obviously Kate Winslet, if we haven't made that painfully clear by now. Um, also uh, Julianne Nicholson, who's very good. We've seen her in lots of things and yeah. always like her. Jean Smart. Um, I think it's Andrew Andrew Rice. Uh, John Douglas Thompson. There's so many people in this movie and this show. Uh, David uh, Denman, Guy Pierce. Like it's just the yeah. list goes on. It's a lot of peeps, and of course, Evan Peters. Evan Peters, who for some reason, when you go on IMDb, is like not even in the first several swipes. Yeah, and I'm like disrespect. I mean, that's someone you swipe on. The you know what di- I'm saying? <laughs> Swipe right? Is that what you do? Yeah, is that I what the kids so. do? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. I'd, I'd swipe left like an idiot and be like, no! <laughs> um, yeah, I was really, like, surprised. I was like, where is Evan Peters? Why yeah. is he not? Why am I still swiping? And, like, he's behind minor characters. Yeah, this is a pro-Evan <gasps> Peters household, just FYI. Always. Even even though I can't stand most of American horror stories, yeah. I only like the first two. I'll tolerate the third one. But... I don't care. Like, boys got to eat, and that's fine. And that's that's how he got famous was off American Horror Story. So I get that he's just going to ride that well, belt. I just can't ride it so, with. But... I can't ride it with him. Is what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. So, um, okay. So this was. Oh gosh, what was the? Uh, he's doc- having a good year. He was in. Um, he was in uh, Vision and the WandaVision, mm-hmm. and then now this and. Yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah. So this was uh, director Craig Zobel, and the writer was. Writer create uh, writer and created by Brad Inglesby. Mm. I think this was a book. Was it a book? Everything's a book. Seems I like assume it, it was. Uh, so this takes there. There have been a lot of parodies, a lot of jokes about uh, the the accent. Yeah, SNL did a whole skit on it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, if if you've been to certain parts of Pennsylvania, you will hear this accent. And uh, it's 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 distinctive. Uh-huh. You'll know it when you hear it. And uh, it's not everywhere. Like it's not like the like a, a Philly accent like in the city is different from this. This is I believe called a Delco. I think it's called a Delco accent. And um, so you've got like a lot of uh, they say water mm-hmm. instead of water, shoe, house. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she had she kind of like. I thought she did great with it, but there were times where it was punched a little bit hard. But you have to sure. remember, she's British, okay? So it's not even like... You hit the R's a little hard. Consonants. <laughs> the consonants a little hard. Um, it's not like, you know, she's from Philly and then somehow didn't have a perfect Delco accent. I thought she did really well. Did better than I could ever freaking do. Yeah. Um, and she speaks with a completely different accent So on her day-to-day. So I, I really thought that it added to it. I thought it did, you know... The I want to say the hair and makeup or lack thereof 
Um, yeah. Like nobody, like I don't know any other actor that can play a slouch and then play like a completely glamorous person mm. in a like $25,000 beaded gown yeah. better than Kate Winslet. I don't know. She's just, <laughs> she's a chameleon like that. Yeah. Um, and, and both look equally great and convincing on her. So um, this, so this show follows uh, Mare, who is a, a, a detective officer ish yeah right yeah cop like person she doesn't she doesn't drive in a squad car i know but i never know when with these small towns and how the police force works like you know would a small town have a detective or yeah i think yeah well no because you have like the you have the police that that drive around in the squad cars right and detectives don't usually are are investigating and sometimes undercover and stuff so they will be in unmarked cars and mm. they don't wear a uniform all but the they time. do that in small towns as well mm-hmm. yeah i mean i feel like but our small town you usually have like one have a detective yeah yeah there's detectives yeah. in this in this in a in a city you have several precincts and several detectives in those precincts and in these smaller towns you have like a precinct and one detective or precinct? two precinct precinct mm. i always thought it was precinct precinct those, yeah, that's weird. Listen, Words. I'm from Queens. Yeah, nobody pronounces the N in that. You say the precinct, <laughs> okay? Precinct, precinct. Um, yeah. Anyway, just distracted me Precincts with my complete aside. With my complete illiteracy, illiteracy. Yeah. Uh, look, do you see that? Yeah, illiterate <laughs> science mm-hmm. illiteracy. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So she plays the detective. Um. Her sergeant i guess yeah it's sort of a detective but he's more of the sergeant yeah and um evan peters comes in as an outside yeah he's like a district guy um and uh so this murder takes place we'll leave some things out so that in case you haven't watched it you're crazy enough to listen to this but um there's a murder she has to solve this murder it sort of mirrors a recent missing young girl Mm -hmm. and so of course the immediate connection is made as to whether these two cases could be uh connected well you know committed by the same person or persons and uh she's a divorcee whose ex-husband lives across the road from her apparently because why not uh, she lives with her mom, and uh, so her 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 son ha- was an addict and committed suicide, and so she's sort of dealing with these inner demons, and she has so she has this very sort of standoffish kind of personality. Yeah, she's rough around the edges. Yeah, like yeah. personality wise. Like well, she's just, she's just closed off, so yeah. she has this kind of closed off personality, but she still has a heart. Yeah, you know, and she wants to help people, and uh, you know, one would hope as a detective, but. Um, so she, so there, there's a lot of this sort of dysfunction though, that seems to go around. It's, it's, you know, it's a small town. It's not a very wealthy area. And so you're dealing with a lot of just working class and, um, probably lower class also, mm-hmm. uh, not too far off, uh, neighborhood. And so it's a no frills kind of place. Yeah. And, uh, that's true. and, uh, Guy Pierce plays, uh, I guess you would say a love interest. He kind of comes into the mm-hmm. town and. Uh, tries to woo her, yeah. if you will, and uh, but at the same time, Sir Evan Peters is trying to woo her, and I'm sorry, but there is just no no competition there. There's no world Guy in which Pierce that you would over pick Ev- no. Guy Pierce over Evan Peters. No, mm. I'm sorry. 
Guy Pierce is probably a lovely person, uh, but sure. you don't pick him over Evan Peters. I mean, come on. He's adorbs. Yeah. Yeah. And this, all right. So for me, hmm. for me, despite what you had to say, I still, I think Kate Winslet is uh, one of the best actors of our time. Despite what I had to say. Yeah. You, well, you know, just um, about me not interested in oh. it, you know. I do um, think she's. That's how you honor one of the best actors by uh, scrolling through NFTs. It's a slow process, <laughs> and so she—I mean, she's just one of those people that you—you you can play, like you said, you can play like these really extravagant period pieces um, where you're, or you can just play like this, you know, relatable. Yeah, relatable, quote unquote, normal kind of person and i think the skill set for those are different you know it's almost like playing a character and then play you know what i mean like there's there's actors that play that that are that are character actors right and they play like these characters and then you have actors that can be real in a moment but then they don't really play characters really but she she can do both a lot of actors can but yeah and so i don't know she made the show obviously her and evan peters but not enough Evan Peters Evan for Peters me. Evan Peters had a small role though. Yeah. But he's just adorable and so and wonderful and so it's like how do you not like that that's sort of the the um that's the gift there is that you can play a minor role and still be memorable. Uh for me his character even though it was a small part and you didn't see him all that much had such memorable moments. Mm-hmm. One of them being in the bar with her talking about a breakup and a bagel and just the way that he delivered his lines because playing drunk is often it sounds like it's easy for non-actors out there it's like oh how hard can it be to play drunk um it's not an issue of playing drunk it's an it's an issue of playing drunk convincingly Mm -hmm. and most people when they imitate a drunk person overdo it yeah and that isn't to say that people don't get so drunk. Yeah, you get that. But that's like that guy that hangs out at the bar who was a Vietnam vet and has like his family took off on him. Yeah. That's the, that's the guy who sounds like that. Most yeah. people don't sound like that. When That's like, what was that? Yeah. Like, like. That's like liver cirrhosis kind of drunk. Yeah. What you're going for is more like, you're just glazed like a donut. You know what I mean? You're going for like an extreme buzz versus being blinding drunk. Yeah. And most people go for blinding drunk, which always sounds really exaggerated and it's never very convincing. And so there's this slight uh, pause and, and just the the littlest bit of slur uh, from one sentence into another, there's sort of no uh, pause. Yeah where they just kind of have these rambling thoughts because that's because you're unfiltered, right? Because yeah. you, you, you you have no filter, you have, you're uninhibited. And so you're just kind of talking and you're not worrying about punctuation in a, in a <laughs> sentence. You just kind of go from one into the other. Yeah. And so he did that really, really well. And I don't remember the line, but he was just like, I guess the girl broke up with him and yeah. he was in the middle of eating his breakfast. And he, it was like something along the lines of like, can I just finish my bagel then? You know, yeah. <laughs> just... And we cracked, I mean, that cracked us up just because it was so like, I could completely see this happening. I could see this happening. Uh, The second moment was when Mare finally agrees to go out to dinner with him. And he is trying so hard to get (laughs) her to offer him some of her raviolis, I believe it was. Tortellini. Was it tortellini? It might have been tortellini. 
And uh, I've never seen a more endearing Awkward. approach yeah. at trying to get somebody to share their food with you. And I was like, for God's sakes, Mayor, give him some of your pasta. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> give him a bite already. <laughs> like That poor man. It was just brilliant. And, you know, I don't know how much of this was ad-libbed or, like, was this scripted? Yeah. Or, like, I don't know if they were like, here's the, you know, here's the scene. You're trying to get some of her pasta go. Yeah. Or if it was written that way. Either way, like, kudos to whoever was involved in that execution, be it through script or performance, because it uh, it was so uncomfortable. Like, I was just like, my God, how do you not understand that he's trying yeah. To, yeah. to get a bite of food? And she's just, you know, she's being mayor, which is I'm in my place and Mm -hmm. I'm not. uh, Well, she was just so focused on the case. Yeah. Well, that's her life and her existence. It was really funny, though. Really. But it it was it's funny. It's that thing. It's like it's funny because it's true. You know, it's not they're not playing that scene for for comedy. Yeah. You know, but that what comes out is this awkward kind of situation that, you know, you've been on either side of at some point in your life, you know, similar situations and um yeah, so it's. I would definitely be on her side because yeah. um, I'm not going to say that I don't share food. Well, not not just the sharing of the food, just that 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 interaction you have where you're you're clearly trying to do something and the other person doesn't get it. Yeah, you know those situations. But I'm talking specifically about yeah. like food sharing. I, she doesn't strike me as a person who shares food. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> call me crazy. I don't know what it is about her demeanor, but. Yeah. I, I feel like she's probably not a food sharer and I am with people that I know. I just don't like when people eat off my plate without mm-hmm. asking. Mm-hmm. Like I do it to you, ironically, because you don't care. Mm-mm. Like you could care less, especially if it's something you don't like or, or you're just like, yeah, have it. pickles. Go ahead. Have at it. <laughs> yeah. I don't want that. Um, but I am very like. But you don't touch my hot, tasty French fries. Don't touch my hot, tasty French fries. <laughs> just uh, I, I don't know. I'm like, if someone just reaches over and picks food off my plate and we don't have that kind of relationship, like if we have that relationship, that's okay. But yeah. if we don't, like you're getting bit mm. or stabbed. I don't know. Yeah, whatever. Depends. Depends what's around. Yeah. So I will say that I like 85% really, really enjoyed the show. I thought it was very good. Yeah. What I didn't like about it was that I felt like they tried too hard to throw people off of who the actual killer was. Yeah. I'll admit, I didn't see them picking the person that they picked, but I absolutely knew that it was going to be someone we didn't expect because they kept the foreshadowing on like, it was like, first of all, once they gave me the priest, I'm like, it's not going to be the priest because that's way too obvious. It's not going to, you know, we're just going to assume because of all of, you know, cases going on past, you yeah. know yeah and it's like okay well going you know what's going on with the catholic church all the time and so they're gonna, they're just going to use the priest it was just too obvious that it wasn't going to be him um it was too obvious that it would be the boyfriend yeah or the new girlfriend to that ex-boyfriend i should say mm-hmm. um i didn't see i mean i didn't see the initial uh twist about the baby yeah you know i mean i wouldn't say i was like oh <gasps> Yeah. But I was like, oh, okay. You know, that puts a difference. Yeah. You know, and then when they went straight to her ex-husband, I'm like, it's too soon for that. Yeah. It's way- I know it's not him because it's way too soon. Yeah. It was interesting. Yeah. You know, that they did that. But I thought that if they had brought that in a couple episodes in, 
it would have been maybe well, a bit it's more that effective. whole thing of like you know if everybody's a suspect then you really have to paint you're painting yourself in this corner where it's it's almost like it's really tough because everybody's a suspect you have this this priest and the ex and this other in the 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 boy the ex-boyfriend and all this stuff and and you're like well who is it and eventually it's going to have to be somebody that was never either was never like that you would never think Suspected. of because they never alluded to it or they alluded they alluded to it so subtly that you had missed it and so I don't know it's kind of a double-edged sword there because you you're giving the surprise of it all but then it's almost as if you could just say oh it was this person over there the whole time and it's like mm -hmm. okay but there's the show's amazing but you know in that kind of Structure. It was until they killed fucking Evan Peters, by the way. Yeah. No, <laughs> Spoiler. We already warned you about this. We were devastated. Yeah. Don't even, I can't. I'm not going to say. I can't talk about that right I'm now. <laughs> but like, it's, it's the whole thing. It's the whole thing of like, um, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like you want to go along this, this ride and, and try to figure it out with, you know what I mean? Cause you're, you're on this journey with mayor and trying to figure all this stuff out. But then. At the end, if you're just going to say, oh, is that person over there that we never even alluded to? It's like, well, you kind of felt cheated because you're like, well, there was no clues to that. How are we ever supposed to, you know well, what I mean? Well, that's kind like, of the point, right? Is because they're, yeah, exactly. they're in the shadows. So there's, there's that double-edged sword of like, you, you get that, like, you get that kind of, um, that that shock and awe and the surprise. But then it's like all of the work was for nothing, you know? It's for naught. Yeah. I actually didn't mind who they picked. No, me neither, My but I'm just talking about the structure. That they put too many people ahead of that person. Yeah. So that by the time I found out who it was, I didn't give a shit. It was getting to that point where I was like, oh my God, another person. Like, how many people are we going to jump through mm. and be incorrect about? And someone would be like, well, that's an investigation. You got to narrow it down. It's like, right, but we're not in an actual investigation. We're watching a show week to week. And it's, it's, you know, it's a limited series. And so, uh, you know, if you keep, if you keep uh, trying to incorporate this jaw dropping um, possibility, it starts to lose its luster. And I thought for sure, I thought it was going to be her friend. Once I found mm. out the husband was involved, I'm like, oh, she killed her. Um, and I thought he was covering for her. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, we get the son and I'm like, Okay, I mean, I guess I didn't really see it going down the way it did. The kid was kind of skittish, and I was like, "How did he get to this point?" I don't know. It yeah. just seemed really out of character. It seemed almost. a really yeah. I don't know. It's just that the choice for me wasn't great, I guess. And um, when they when they insinuated that it was the brother, um, I was like, "This isn't right," because this guy's way too anxious. He's way too anxious yeah. of a person. And you could see that he kind of follows his brother everywhere. And so um, I knew like he did something, but it wasn't an intentional murder kind yeah. of thing. And so yeah. I felt like they, they they sort of dropped too many clues too close to one another. And so it was like, you didn't have time to really sit and be like, I definitely think it's this person. Because then in the next episode, or even in the same episode, they would introduce somebody different. And you're like, yeah. come on. Yeah. Uh, so I thought the twists and turns were heavy handed. Yeah. Uh, it was still a really good show. But I just thought, like, if they had toned down on that a bit, it would have been a great show. Yeah, it's tough because you have to lead your audience to think it's this person. But if you do it too subtly, they may not think it. If you do it too heavy-handedly, heavy then 
you know, it's too, it's too obvious and you know it's not that person. So there's a real subtle balance there. Especially when you're when pointing you're, fingers at like three people at the same time yeah. in one episode. It's yeah. like, well, obviously it's only one of them. All right. Um, let, me, let me just talk real quick about this Evan Peters situation. Okay, but can I just say one sure. more? One more twist. The, uh, the addict brother being yeah. the one that was behind the... The money thing? Did not see that coming. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit. That was a great surprise. Yeah. That I wish they had kind of stayed in that lane more of doing things like that. Because yeah. when she recognized him, I was like, damn it. You know? yeah. um, that was great. I will give him that. Yeah. Okay, now let's let's talk about it. So, all right. So Evan Peters, this show did this thing that I love and I hate. It's, <laughs> it's just I have so much respect for the show doing something so bold and daring. Yes. But at the same time, I hated that that character had to go because, and that's a total, it's totally plausible, right? It's not like they just did it for shock value. There's, it, it was completely, um, yeah, this guy had a earned, lot on the line. Yeah. Um, uh, but it's Evan Peters. I mean, come on. Like <laughs> I was so like, once that happened, I was like, this has become the, I love Evan Peters show. Yeah, somehow. It, it's still like this thing where you're like, well, maybe he's not dead. Yeah. You were in such you know? denial. I was like, homie, he got shot in the head. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, uh, and then, but you know, for me, I, I don't know. I mean, I get it, but I just wish that 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 incident if should have been should have had more of an impact, you know, because it happens, then they never talk about it ever again, almost, you know, and it's like, you know, I well, mean, if she does go visit the mom or whatever. He but, was an outsider. Yeah. Ish, you know, it's not like if he was close to the family, I think that it would have been addressed more, but nobody really knew him. Yeah. You know, his. His relationship was more with her. He was brought in. Yeah. So I mean, there was like the the character as written had absolutely zero flaws. He was yeah. just like a nice guy trying to do what's right, trying to help. And it's just like so that aspect of it, you're like, why did he didn't deserve this? Like Bob, but that's what happens in real life, I, right? You know, like these these things happen. I also want to offer a virtual slap across the face to people who are screaming about the consent of him kissing her without her permission, stop it. Like, just stop. <laughs> like, the amount of people that went off on that, oh, he just kissed her without consent. I'm like, good grief. <laughs> anyway, that's dumb. Let's not, let, please don't do that. Stop yeah. doing that. Um, yeah, you, so I, surprise, surprise, I'm super dramatic, especially when I'm attached to a character. And so when that shot went off, there was an audible gasp, which even came from you. You never react to things. You usually are like, oh, no. Oh, whoops. Darn it. Um, you know, but like I just screamed. You gasped. It was like that did not just happen. And I mean, I was in shock because I'm like, wow, he's dead. And you were like, oh, my God, he's in critical condition. And I <laughs> yeah. was like, buddy. Like, He's oh man, that dead. is gonna smart in the morning. <laughs> Jesus, that you know, the whole the whole week, the whole week. I'm like, man, he's just that's you gonna were hurt. In such denial. <laughs> I was like, no, no. Like, even when they're showing him lying on the ground, pool of blood by his head, eyes, eyes open, open yeah. zero movement, and you're just like, wow, they really need to get the ambulance here stat because yeah. he is bleeding out, and we're running out of time. <laughs> Man, the like, rest can't of wait us, till next week to see how injured he is. The rest of us were picking out a coffin, and you were like setting up sutures. And yeah. so I just, I, I didn't want to be the one to have to break that to you, yeah. but I kept having to say like, no, he's dead. 
And you're like, no, that's not how could they possibly kill him? Yeah. Because here is the impact, right? He was such a likable character. Um, and it was horrible to see him go like that. And I felt like, God, all the work that he put into this and he doesn't even get to see the case come to fruition. Mm-hmm. Close or whatever, what have you. It's yeah. just like he's gone. And um, that was very sad. That was probably one of the saddest TV show and or movie deaths uh, like ever. I and that- I still think about it. And I'm like, this is just not <laughs> right. It's not right. How because dare it's, you? it's A, it's Evan Peters, and B, it's because they just took such a, a wholesome character. And it ha- like it happens. I don't fault them for it, obviously. But that's, that's life, right? Wholesome exactly. people die. Yeah, exactly. So that's that, you know, I feel like I relate related to that character because, you know, everybody wants to do good. And then you see like, oh, what does do, doing good get you? Do Pull you know, it in the head. Like, it, was, it, was so dr- it was so traumatic that I don't know that I would ever be able to watch that show again because you know once coming, I saw yeah. his character, yeah. I'd be like, baby. It's so not good for you. Yeah. Like, I can't. Don't go in that house. Don't I go in that yeah, house. don't go in the house. I can't. Yeah. I just absolutely couldn't. Um, I don't think I could watch that again. Mm-mm. Not knowing what, I know where it goes. I just can't do it. I can't. I don't yeah. know. But I mean, I watch Brokeback Mountain, even though I know what's going to happen at the end. And I know what's going to do to me every single time. Yeah. But I do it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that was that. I I thought it was I thought it was a really solid show. I definitely recommend it. A uh, couple flaws, you know, but everything does. Everything has flaw. I, I just I thought that it was it was great. And Kate Winslet does she did a great job. And also, oh, okay. So let's just get into this segue. Um, this is this is like the story of this woman's life. But um, have you heard? Did you hear the controversy over the sex scene? In what? What are we talking about? <laughs> in Mayor of Easttown? Yes. No. So um, apparently the director uh, was urging Kate Winslet and giving her the option, which is like Hollywood talk for this is what we should do, but yeah. you're an A-lister and you have a lot of pull, um, to fix her bulging stomach in post. And mm. she was like, no, fuck that. That's what my stomach looks like. And we're going to go with that. And I guess they were, the director kind of wanted to either cut it in the edit. Shoot around it or something. Shoot around it or shoot like from boobs up to avoid seeing that or go from behind or something. But you can see like, my God, this slight bulge that she had to like, you know, what, I I don't know, 75% of women's stomachs look like, I guess. Yeah. And, um... Like, by the way, a stomach I would kill for. <laughs> so, like, whatever. Um, and they, and she was, like, having none of it. I thought I'd read somewhere that they were, like, thinking of cutting the scene just to avoid it. And she was like, no. Mm. And then uh, the poster for it is quite a close-up of her face. And I think she rejected it twice um, because they kept airbrushing out her wrinkles. And yeah. she was, and she said to them, like, I know what's on my face because it's my face. So I know these wrinkles are there. You're not like saving yeah. me from anything because they're there. I look at them every day. So yeah. um, if you look at the poster, you know, they touch well, everything. They, they up. don't do that for her sake. No, no. But she was saying, like, yeah. you know, this isn't like you're doing this to uh, to add add a perfection that isn't helping anybody because yeah. I know what my face looks like. And if someone looks at my face in an interview, they're going to see those wrinkles there. So 
I don't, you're not fooling anybody yeah. by taking them out because they're there and you're going to see them in the show. That's, yeah. that's the ironic thing. Like when it's makeup or something, I can kind of understand when they do that, you know, they, they, they Photoshop the shit out of your skin and they, they, they clear everything up. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's a show. So yeah. every time they punch in on her face, you're going to see crow's feet. You're going to see wrinkles around. I mean, she's like 45, well, 46 years old. I'm sure, something. They, I'm sure they wanted to clean that up in post as uh, well. So they, you know, she has the clout to be able yeah. to say no. I mean, you know, a, a, a less a, yeah. a powerful actor would have no choice. Um, yeah, but, you sad. know, she, she was able to, you know, kind of put her foot down on that. And uh, yeah. she's done this before. This is like sort of the, the bane of her existence has been being photoshopped by magazines and then having to argue with them to put it back the way it was. And, um, you know, n nobody looks at Kate Winslet and thinks size four. She's always been like a curvy person. Yeah. And I, I will not even say full figure. She absolutely is not. She's just a normal size, like, yeah. but she's, she's curvy. Yeah. She's got wide hips and a beefy arm, which you mm -hmm. always enjoy. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't understand why in a magazine like anybody that's watching her on the red carpet is going to be like wow she gained 40 pounds in two weeks from that yeah. magazine <laughs> amazing well, yeah, I mean, we could do a whole podcast on the uh the uh the fashion industry or the you know or the magazine industry with their photoshopping and airbrushing and all that stuff and and it's it's um it's something that is like very dangerous you know and people don't realize how dangerous it is but you know they want to like sell these uh you know, they want people to think that these models or this magazine or this film or this movie star is is superhuman in some way, you know, so that way they would they, you want to go to the movies to see something that's to escape from reality. It's just an asinine aesthetic. Yeah. And I don't understand why uh, why we have such an obsession with it. And, and and other countries have sort of not all. I mean, it's still it still does happen in other. Sure. In other but, countries. You know, but. We just we seem to be sort of leading leading the pack and just unrealistic body image. Um, mm -hmm. Anyway, um, so we obviously liked the show and we recommend it. Um, the next thing that we're going to talk about is a film that I've been waiting for for like fourteen years. Mm -hmm. I saw the trailer to Saint Maud. I want to say like two years ago. Yeah, I'm not even exaggerating. I feel like I saw that like two years ago, and yeah. I was like a two four. I'm fucking in. Yeah. <laughs> And I'll say, as a as a as a motion design artist, they they have my favorite logo animation. Just the A two four. Yeah, how it's when it slides in mm -hmm. the uh, chromatic aberration kind of effect. It's my favorite one. I love that they don't have like uh, a film reel turning or no, it's 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 uh, that a, simple like and a basketball it's shooting through a yeah. cup. Just some weird irrelevant thing yeah. or tigers. <laughs> things. They're just like, this is your logo? Why? Um, some logos, we like we watched films I mean, I and love, we're just like, I love a nice 3D that? extravagant logo design, you know, but I feel like A24 is definitely my favorite one. Anyway, yeah. just side thing. Just wanted to bring, mention that. There's always like an association with like boopy doop productions. Yeah. Okay. Um, so... I, I like Bad Robot, too. Yeah, that Bad is, Robot's a good that's one. A, that's a good one. That's pretty cute. Um, so St. Maud uh, is a writer-director. And, you know, you know how I feel about this. Mm -hmm. I'm in. I love a writer-director. Uh, Rose Glass. Allow me to just take a moment to say that I reached out to Rose. I have zero confidence that she's going to get back to me. There are some people that I'm like, this might happen. 
And then other people that I'm like, I'm going to throw this out there and I'm definitely not going to hear back from them. I feel like I'm not going to hear back from her. So we decided to just review it. And if we do hear back from her, fucking A, you know, and we'll 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 talk about the process of making the film and her experience with that and and everything. But I didn't want to kind of wait on the probability, the low probability of me hearing from her. So I did want to talk about this because I've been waiting for it for for so long. So um Lots of uh, uh, very uh, – okay, not lots, but one of the actors has a name that I'm most likely going to destroy uh, because it's it's just like a – you know, it's like a national pastime for me. Yeah. (laughs) Like uh, to – the national pastime for me is in that I – do my best to pronounce it. Other people will just be like, hey, there's a bunch of actors in here and they leave it at that where I'm like, <laughs> I want to try to get this right. So here, uh, here's here's my attempt at this. Okay, so the the star of it is Morphid Clark and that's probably completely wrong. They're like, no, it's not pronounced like that at all, but I'm pronouncing it phonetically. Yeah. Um, and so the next, the next actor's name, which plays the nurse, is spelled C-A-O-I-L- F-H-I-O-N-N. So I'm assuming this is like Gaelic. Um, believe it or not, that is pronounced Keelan. Mm. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Um, could be wrong. <laughs> so, but I believe it's Keelan Dunn. Uh, Jennifer Ale? Isle? The H-L-E? Yeah. Uh... Marcus Hutton. There was it's it's a small cast in terms of who yeah. they really focused on. Mostly it was her and the and the patient mm-hmm. that uh the that were the main focus. Um, Maud's character was the the, the lead. And so um, I also do want to give a shout out to uh, their cinematographer, Ben Fordsman, mm-hmm. because the the like if it's A24, you know that the cinematography is going to be on point. It just is. And uh, but he he did a really great job. I loved the look of it. And uh, whoever's in charge of grading and everything, just beautiful. Yeah. They'll always give you beautiful looking work, even if you don't love their film. Yeah. Um, so. I don't know what I expected with this. I expected something a little different from the trailer, but then also I had seen it so long ago that I forgot what I thought I had seen. Yeah, I mean, I went in blind, completely blind. I don't think I saw. You didn't this see trailer. the trailer. I don't think so. Oh. Doesn't didn't look familiar at all. Um, and if I'm, I did, I totally forgot. Probably so. you forgot what you watched two days ago, let alone two years ago. What are we reviewing? <laughs> what show is? Who are you? Yeah. Where am I? <laughs> What's this lady doing here? So I. I was very excited for this because I love anything that has a sort of dark religious overtone because it's definitely not an undertone. It's yeah. very much an overtone. Um, as as an atheist myself, I've always been fascinated with religion and people's belief in religion uh, for better or for worse. I just kind of I've always been fascinated by the mm-hmm. things that people believe and and the process, how far they'll go for that. And so anything with that subject matter is very interesting to me. Um, and uh, so she plays this this overbearingly religious yeah. character. Yeah. Um, to like she's a creepy kind of like extent. A, a caretaker. Yeah, she's a nurse. Mm-hmm. And um, there was uh, there was an incident that I don't think ever really gets cleared up. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I mean, they kind of like. I kind of dug that, though. Yeah. That I didn't really get the details. Um I think she was performing CPR and might have broken mm-hmm. there, but that's common. It's common to break ribs during yeah. CPR. So I feel like there was something more sinister or severe 
she didn't lose her license, so it couldn't have been overtly negligent. Yeah. But that other nurse was like, oh, they know what happened, right? And she's like, yeah, sure. Yeah. Totally. Um, yeah, I mean, it just added this this air of mystery to everything. Yeah. Because you knew it wasn't good. It's not like she, you know. Yeah. Baked somebody a cake or yeah. something. <laughs> She gave, she gave somebody with lactose intolerance some ice cream. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. But I, I don't know. I, I really dug the movie. You know, I thought – I didn't know – I didn't expect anything I going sure in. I was sure you did. And, um, I, you know, I'm, I'm involved – like, it's the type of movie where I'm, like, halfway through it and I'm like, do I like this movie? <laughs> That's why I was asking. You know, like, I, it, it's it's kind of has this weird tone where it's like – I either don't like this movie or I love this movie, mm-hmm. and I don't know yet until I'm fun, until I'm done with it, you know, um, because so much of it hinged on um, uh, where they're going to go with this character. Because the, I mean, the build up was brilliant. Not not really like like necessarily build up to one thing, kind of, but not not really, you know. But the 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 way that they built out this character and 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 um, the world and and like the, um, the her belief system and and. But then, but then also left a lot of stuff to the imagination, you know, and it leaves you questioning what really happened, you know, like you saw something happen, which clearly didn't really happen. It couldn't have. Or did it. Or did it, exactly. So, you know, I, I really dug that part of it because it's like, yeah, because you have most a- people like would think, oh, it's this, all this is clearly in her head. But then it's like certain things happen. You're like, well, is, and I, I was curious to see if they would go. Well, it's subjective, right? Because we are we're watching as as a as an audience we're watching her levitate mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean she's actually levitating right. that could just be what she's perceiving as reality right. and feels as happening and so we're just we are on the journey of her psyche right but then there's things that like you know there's a scene where she gets thrown like across the room and slams it into like a desk so clearly there would be aftermath of that right but I, I was like looking to see if they had a shot with that in the in in the shot to see if there was any like wreckage from it, you know, or any like debris, like like you know, um, because if that happened in her head, you know, is there gonna is there does she have actual wounds from it, that sort of thing? So, or is there or did she just throw herself? Like, you know what I mean? So I'm, I'm I was interested. I found myself interested to see what was actually happening in those moments. You know, if she thought this was happening. And but was she just sitting there? Did she put herself in that? You know what you're I mean. You'll like, never, you'll never yeah. know. And that that's, I think this is this type of, um, this type of trickery is sort of the whole basis of religion. Yeah. Right. So the same way we're saying, is this real? Did she really do this? Did she imagine this? Is this what she perceives as reality? X, Y, and Z. It's the same argument that you can have with somebody who is an atheist and somebody who's christian or catholic or what have you Mm -hmm. that is their reality yeah and so you can never say because we don't know yeah right yeah yeah i can tell you what i can tell you what i think is what i perceive to be reality and it doesn't include you know fiery hell and all of this when you die but somebody else will completely disagree with that and and go to church every sunday and devote their life to religion out of fear of what's going to happen when they die. Yeah. Those are two completely different realities. You're not going to convince the other person of anything different. And so mm. that's why I really like when they do stuff like this because you don't know what you're experiencing. Yeah. And and it's 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 the question is up in the air and you, you never really get an answer to mm-hmm. it. 
I very it's that much thing of like where you 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 really want to know the answer to it, but then you love the fact that there isn't one. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and I I very very much enjoyed the subtlety. Um, this was mm-hmm. a perfect opportunity for them. They did a little bit of the stretched features, um, but horror movies like you know blockbuster horror movies would have completely stretched her face out and made it super super you know uh dramatic and like it just completely over dramatized that to the point where you're like seen this a thousand times and you would have seen it coming there was a a jump scare if you will towards the end that i did not see coming it was a a it was a character development that i was like whoa I didn't see them doing that. And I really appreciated that. It's it's why I love A2, A24's horror sense. It's that um, it's very witch. Like The Witch is a perfect example of a movie that when I first watched it, I was like, I don't think I like this movie. I love the way it looks. Mm-hmm. I love... Uh, I, I love the cinematography. I love the the sound design. It was very creepy. Mm-hmm. But I don't know why I wasn't quite bought. I didn't. I, I don't know. I, I didn't buy into it. But then I watched it again, and I was like, "This is. I like it more the second time." A two four seems to have like they have like a like a quota on using this very bassy, deep voice that's either used for a demon or God, and I love it, mm-hmm. and I hate it yeah. <laughs> because. It's it's it, there's a there's a base to this voice that is just out of the realm of possibility, but it toes the line. Yeah. Someone could potentially sound like this, but not really. Yeah. And that's what makes it so creepy, because, again, when you watch horror movies and they uh, they exaggerate someone's face in a way that you're like, well, that is not physically possible. So there's no way that happened. And that's no longer scary. Yeah. Um, A two four has this great way of just just hanging on to the the yeah. to the you know they they they're on it's like two sides of a coin well, the thing and, is, and they're like they'll struggling. Take, they'll take like the stretched mouth effect, which is like overdone. Let you can argue, and then they'll they'll dial that back so that way they accomplish the effect of that, which is to be creepy and scary, but not to the not to the uh, extent that makes it kind of cartoonish. And you also don't you know. know. Right. Right. So if you, you can watch it again and be like, oh, actually, it wasn't. She just actually did that. Right. You know? Exactly. Yeah. It's it's always to an extent where you're like, was that abnormally? Was that an abnormally large gape? Yeah. Or was that me? Yeah. Far more effective than what yeah. you know, conjuring and all this shit does. I, I because was, so much is the is the movie. I don't understand those movies. Yeah, I don't understand those movies at all. Like I, you know, it, again, subjective. What one person finds finds scary, but so many people are on board with the Conjuring being like the scariest fucking movies. And I'm like, I have really, I, know, they keep I need them so to people watch. Them. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I really need to like, I need to book an appointment with my therapist if that because they don't scare me. What I don't find anything frightening about those movies at all. I don't you get don't it. Find anything frightening about anything? Any no, movie. no. This is like I do. The Exorcist. No, I don't I'm not really but see that's the thing. The Exorcist doesn't scare me. It it creeped me out as a child not because of what I was looking at because I I was I was a twisted kid and so those things I didn't find scary. What I found scary was the fact that they had targeted somebody for not being religious. Yeah. And having not been baptized myself and not being religious, well, yeah, I was yeah, like, oh, my God, am I susceptible to, you, yeah. to this? But what people find scary about that movie when her head is spinning, and I don't find that scary. Actually, to me, the only part of that movie that that 
creeps me out is the split second when Karis looks at the bed and it's uh, it's his mother with the white hair sitting up in the bed. He sees it for a split second. That to me is scarier than any of the effects that they did with the makeup. They did a beautiful job with it, but like those things didn't scare me. It was the parts that weren't typically scary that yeah. creeped me out. And uh, Jacob's Ladder. Yeah. I can't. To me, that Jacob's Ladder is scarier than any fucking horror movie that I've seen because it messes with your mind. And yeah. that to me is way more uh, yeah. concerning <laughs> like, when you can't trust what you're seeing versus like, oh, look, that person is 12 feet tall and their mouth is six feet tall. That's yeah. not possible. And so that doesn't scare me. But yeah. when something happens in a split second and you're like, what's that? Did I see that? <laughs> like, And then the person you're sitting with is like, no. And you're like, you didn't see that? Uh, so... That to me is the A24 does a great job of doing that. This film did a great job of doing that. The ending, uh, they did again like this the agony in a fraction of a second that yeah. you see at the very end was so much more effective yeah. than. Um, and as a visual effects artist, it's just so much easier to get yeah. <laughs> 20 frames right than to do like a whole. Five second segment. Well, then, the, then also there's prob there's so much more work that's going to go into that makeup wise because she's got to sit there screaming and look like she's burning. Yeah, you know, spoiler. Uh, but um, I thought all of that. I thought I actually liked this movie um, better than Midsummer. I didn't really care for mm. Midsummer. I know that that's unpopular opinion. A lot of people also find that to be the scariest movie. No, I think the um, the director and writer, I guess, both. Uh, you know, she's got. I think. Yeah, I mean, she. But the reason it was why done I, so well, like I can't imagine her career not like the reason off, why I mentioned that. The reason why I mentioned that is because it's what I wish they had done at the end of Midsummer. Mm. Um, they built up what was going to be happening, and you're like, "Oh my god, he's in the suit! Oh my god, they're going to burn him!" And then you sat there watching that happen. And I, I realized that the goal there was to sort of be in that anxiety while he's stuck in this suit knowing what's going to happen to him. But I wished that they had done that where they had just shown a split second of them all screaming and then ended it. But it's like they sat on the shot for so long that I was like, all right, you know, yeah. it's just, it, it wasn't, I, I'm um, a far bigger fan of hereditary than I am. I'm more team hereditary than I am midsummer. I appreciate midsummer and I'm glad they made it. And I think there are aspects of the film that were really good, but overall it wasn't, yeah, my favorite of his, but I he's like you know he's my new Shyamalan. Like yeah. I just like whatever he makes, I'm gonna watch it. Yeah, and I'm glad he's making it, whether I love it or not. Um, but uh, I I want to follow uh, Rose as well. I want to mm -hmm. see what else she's gonna make because I really liked her aesthetic and and her writing. And it's often yeah. I mean, can we just like do we see the like... connection here on writing and directing? Like when you're directing something you wrote, sometimes it doesn't work, yeah, but, but it happens. Not all directors are writers. They need to be, be a great director without being a great <laughs> Learn writer. how to write, okay? Yeah. Learn how to write stuff. And if and that's fine though. What I'm saying is that's fine. You don't have to be a writer director, but if you're going to be a director, respect your fucking writer. Yeah. Is what I'm saying. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. This whole, you well, know, think, the, the think... ego in Hollywood of like nobody gives a shit about the writers and the writers don't exist. There it, there is so much that they have to offer. Aside from just giving you an idea, it's not your, that's your take on somebody else's vision. It's mm. never going to be what they had written. And even, even if you direct what you write, it's not what you wrote. You know, there's just yeah. things that you have to work around, but there's a, there's just a, 
there's this cohesive perfection that more than more times than not occurs when you have writer directors. I've seen some stuff that's writer director and I'm like, didn't love that. But most of the time there's just, there, there's a, there's just, I don't know, there's a connection there that, that I think is amazing. And I, and I think that there, if you're not, if you're not a writer director, then directors and writers need to work together yeah. more. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, it's not going to happen. I know yeah. that. I'm aware. Good luck. <laughs> I'm just saying that I would really like to see more of those uh, collaborations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's I think it's really necessary, and I think well, when I'm big, you know, big time director, I'm gonna uh, make sure that all my writers are involved in everything I do. Oh, great! I'm glad that I'm not even a part of that. Sweet. Why would you be? You're just <laughs> just my wife, <laughs> and I just write all of your films. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, exactly. My films, but clearly. I wouldn't be one of your writers when you make it big. No, I've awesome. always said that or a team and we make it big as a team and we lose big as a team. Uh, no, that this is okay. So I'm going to segue a little bit here for, um, I don't know if I should save this for another show. Yes, let's do it. Tease. Tease. So at some point, um, I've had a lot of people ask me this question and, um, so at some point I will, we'll do a show where we discuss what it's like working with a film partner, um, especially if only one of the people in that partnership is a director. Uh, teaser, everything is Paul's <laughs> that we make. Yeah. Um, yeah, whenever true. anything is submitted. You look at any film festival thing, yeah. the, it's always director and then, you know, have cast. Whenever whatever, anything but... is submitted, whenever it's referenced, mm -hmm. it's filmed by Paul Robinson. Mm -hmm. uh, despite, you know, every, uh, every, um, Opening your name is in your name credit. is the, is a, the in the writer an actor producer and yet it's a film by me. It's a film by you. And but <laughs> but like, also because the there's no like they don't even give you the option to say are there two creators on this. It's right. like you there's yeah. a spot for one, one name person, yeah. and it can only be that name. Listen, if you ha if if you need to have that recognition, do not go into a partnership because you're not going to get it. I don't need it. I, I joke about it because I know I'm not going to get it. And it's been so many years that I'm like second fiddle to whatever. But you have to think of it that I'm even like, from whatever. a pragmatic standpoint, right? Like everybody loves attention or whatever. But, you know, for me, as it, it's, it's disingenuous for me to like be like, yeah, I made this film or to get praise about it. So then like what happens when it gets to a point when somebody approaches me and says, we love your film, come write and direct with us. I'm, I can't do that. You know, so well, you it's can't like, write, but you can direct. <laughs> sure, but but uh, you know, I could probably, you know, I mean, in this Hollywood system, I'm probably an amazing writer. But you know, uh, it's you're just setting yourself up for failure. So that when that opportunity does come, you can't deliver because you've you're 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 not you're you're being disingenuous. So well, it depends. I that's mean, why I say like you know, if somebody hires me as as a, as a director for a script that's written already, or that's one thing. But if someone says, hey we like this film and we want you to remake it or we like this film, we have another film we want you to make and we want you to write it. It's like, well, this is, it's, it's, we're a team. And, you know, and I know there's a lot of directing partners that direct together, you yeah. know, so I, I don't think it's out of the realm Yeah, but if we were, but that's just it. If we were both directors, I think there would be, there would somehow be more uh, space or opportunity to like fairly brother it and be able to do that. But because I'm not a director, it's like, well, yeah, the the director spot is going to go to you, and the directors are kind of really all they care about, honestly. And so um, we'll get into it a little bit more. But it just, I mean, I don't, 
I don't know. I, I don't lose sleep over it because it just is what it is. There's nothing I can do about that. I'm still going to just create what, what, I, yeah. what I want to create. And, and, you know, if someone recognizes me as part of the partnership or not, is not really, you know, it doesn't decide whether I create later. It's, sure. it's unfortunate and it sucks. Uh, but that is kind of the way that it is. I, I, Will not say that I it don't depends. have an interest in directing. I do. I want to direct something. But but it, it all depends on what the ask is, you know. If somebody yeah. wants me to be a, like a a director and the script's written, and every, you know what I mean. I'm just a hired hand. Then yeah, like that makes more sense for just for me to do it because you know there's no there's no creative process of 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 writing that's involved in it. And I don't know. It's kind of tricky too because there's so many things that I do. That that I rely on you for, you know, like shot selection, and you know, you, you, we both kind of like go to each other for things. Like, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? Well, you know yeah, what I mean. You, so, it, that, that's I, you know, if somebody if somebody hired in, in somebody Hollywood. hired you as a writer, you're not coming to me. You may be like, what do you think of this or whatever. But like, if someone hires you as a writer, I'm not involved in that. That's kind of how it is in in Hollywood. You know, you have you have a director that's a director and doesn't even know what the hell they're filming on. Yeah. You could you could still be called a director and not know anything I can about be cameras, that director. <laughs> but I, you do know about cameras yeah. and you you do all that stuff. You but could actually the, be that director, the, the Kevin Smiths because of the, the world, right? Well, that's it. That you are know, like think... I'm I'm not saying that you know taking a job. I would be a Kevin Smith. I'm not into the I'm not into glass and all that shit. I don't really know. I mean, I know I probably know a little bit more than he did initially, yeah. Yeah. but because because I work with you, but um, you know, I'm not I'm not a, a camera person. Mm, yeah. I don't well, care about, you know, techie shit. And so yeah. for me, it's like I, I'm I'm not looking at it in in, in a, a DP's perspective. It's just like I, I appreciate good cinematography and I know what I want, but I don't, you know, I don't have the terminology and the knowledge to go behind it. So I would be a Kevin Smith director. Well, it's tough for you because so, so much of it now is geared, on our level anyway, is geared towards one man bands or one woman band stuff where you have. You I love know. her. Like we're going to talk about this on another show, yeah. Oh, yeah, and then <laughs> well, you might as well finish it. You might as well finish it. Well, no, I was just going to say that basically that's so much of what you're. I don't want to say you're lacking, but so much of what would be your kind of like. It's tough to make films on our level if you don't know how to do everything. You know, I yeah. ha I have to know how to light and and yeah. work the camera and edit and all that sort of stuff. And so that is the technical side of it is really the only thing holding you back from doing what I do. Yeah, essentially, you know, and so I, I suppose, but I mean, you know, I, I, I'm not opposed to learning a bit more. It's just not something that necessarily interests me yeah. very much. Um, but then you get to a certain level, and you, 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 you could essentially be hired on as a director if you don't need to physically operate the camera. I, I, I'm like seventy percent confident that I could direct a film if I'm not having to deal with cinematography. Yeah. Um. I can direct something. It's just, you know, yeah, if you're if you're like, "Hey, it's what?" It's all about vision. You have to you know, know what you want and What and what lens do it. you want for this shot? I'm like, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Let me text my husband and see what lens I want for this shot." Yeah. Um, but yeah, in terms of in terms of giving direction and and being being able to, you know, look at shot selection at, with a cinematographer and say, "I like this. I don't like this. I'd like more light here. I'd like this here." I mean, I know enough to do that, right. obviously. Where some people don't, you know, people that are getting into it, they they don't want to take interest in that at all. And it's like, if you say, well, what do you think about this lighting? They're like, I don't know. You have to know. You have to yeah. be able to know that lighting is working in a scene or not working in a scene. And yeah. I'm I'm confident in that. I, I do know that after all these years. But um, I don't know. I, I 
would like to dip my toe into directing. I just don't know how I'm going to do that with you. It's tough because it's, it's <laughs> for me, yeah, for me, and it's not even a control thing. It's for me, it's just, I've never been in that position. So It is a control thing, but not in a malicious yeah, way. It's yeah. like if you tried to write something, um, I don't know. Like if you wanted my assistance in writing something, I don't know how effective I would be. Yeah. When we did bot, you had like I I came up with the idea and then you sort of came up with uh, like a, an outline and story for it. And uh, you were like, what do you think of this? And I was like, do you mind if I change like 95 percent yeah. of the story? And I did change like 95 percent of the story. And then you read it. and You were like, OK, that's better. Um, and so. Because it's just like, I don't, I can't, I don't know. Yeah. I don't work well with others and I've admitted that. Um, so it's not that I don't, that I would be like, what's your problem? I think it'd be very difficult for you to just be my DP because you've been a director for so long with me that it's sort of second nature to kind of collaborate yeah. with things. It's not like, you know, like if you're, if you're working with somebody that you don't know you're getting hired, you're like, I'm just here as a DP. Tell me where you want me to point the camera. You know, what scene am I lighting and let's move on. Um, but when you have a relationship with somebody and you've been making films with them and you're used to doing things together, it's I think it's going to be kind of tricky. Yeah. I tried to direct something many moons ago with you and I wanted to like body slam you. Yeah. <laughs> you were like, here's what you should probably do. OK, so what if we do this? And I was like, this is my film. And we never did it because yeah. I was like, we're going to get divorced. Yeah. Yeah. That was early on. Yeah, though. that was really early on. I still was like, I think at that point I was still very precious about what I did, you know, because there's insecurities, right? Because it's it's easy for somebody in my position to be insecure and yours too, I suppose. But for me, because you are so good at everything, right? You could essentially hey. you could essentially direct <laughs> no. if you knew how to turn on a camera. So, well, I could turn the camera on. Yeah. <laughs> if you I knew got how that. To operate it, so it's like <laughs> a lot of me. A lot of times, especially at the beginning. It's like, well, what am I bringing to this exactly, you know? And if if you don't feel like you now, I'm I'm more secure in it. And if you, you know, if you are if you have a specific way you want a scene to be played out or lit or shot or whatever, let's do it. You know, I'm all for just making the best film, and I don't really care as much about the credit or or my involvement in it, in it as I used to because I. I was learning still. Yeah. You know, at the beginning, you're learning, and so you want to do everything yourself because you want to learn it. And now I'm at a stage where like. I'm more focused on... Isn't it amazing when you have the least experience that you're the most concerned with credit and recognition? I don't and think it was the credit was, more and the recognition. For me, anyway, it was more about the experience. Yeah, I didn't care if everyone knew I directed it. I just wanted to direct it all by myself because I wanted that experience. I wanted yeah, to but learn it's, it. Yeah, but it's very common for people to be very hung up on getting their recognition when they have the least amount of experience yeah. and people with the most experience yeah. are like, I don't really give a shit. I mean, they're going to get their recognition, but yeah. it's not, uh, it, their world doesn't revolve around that recognition Yeah, because you just don't need it. It's just, you know, you have. Well, it's, it, and, and, and I don't even think it's a need it thing, you know, where you, um, where you kind of like want everybody to, to know you get to a point. We're where talking about directors here. You realize that, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's what, that's what a lot of directors like though. Come, newcomers coming in it is about it's about recognition and no credit. I, I know but yeah but you get to that point where you're just like i don't know you just you're just secure at the fact that like you just love making it it's 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 a it's a, for me it was for me anyway i can only speak for myself but for me it was a shift in in um it was when i became more confident and comfortable in what i was doing and i'm still not i mean we're all artists so we're never really confident in anything but 
it's just this thing that happens where it's when he takes it the first scene. Yeah, well, I still do that, but that's a different thing. But it's it it's it's just a matter of like when you get to a point of just being comfortable in yourself as a person, and then you don't really care about any of that other stuff. Like I still want to learn, and I still want to do as much as I can to to continue to learn. But now it's at the service of the story, not the service of my mm-hmm. me learning something. You know, and I, early on, it you know obviously is like you know I wanna I want to. I want to own this thing so that way I can make the best thing that I can make so that way I can learn. Whereas now that's, that sentiment is still true, but the approach is way different, you know? And uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, 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 it's a weird kind of thing. And someone in my position with you could easily be kind of like, um, a nightmare, not a nightmare, but like, yeah, I mean, yeah, a nightmare, but like very, um, insecure about everything, you know? Well, that's, yeah, but that, that's, that's what I'm saying when you're going into um in a partnership because there's um, still so many things as a director that i need to and as a dp that i need to work on so many things but i don't feel like i need to own the film completely in order to learn those things yeah you know well look filming is when you're when you're filming, and it's all it's, it's a team sport when you you're know filming I mean? at our level it's like it's uh, what the hell's that word collaborative um, no it's it's like an an, uh, an agglomeration right there's just okay there, sure <laughs> it, I'm, it, there's so many in, in other words that the, an agglomeration is like when there's um, many parts to something like mm-hmm. so there's so many moving parts in it it's not it's not uh, a situation like you would have when you're when you're working with a higher budget where this person just does this thing and this person just gets to do this thing and you get to focus on that with independent filmmaking that's self-funded it's just jumbled all together you're wearing mm-hmm you're wearing so many hats that there really isn't time to have an ego. It's yeah. counterproductive if yeah. you have an ego. You 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 will completely destroy your own set uh, if you're worrying about things like that. And, and that, um, that happens, you know? I don't, you know, honestly, it's like, for me, it's just, is my storytelling uh, improving? Am I getting better at telling stories? Is the audience having the reaction that I'm hoping for them to have, or at least some of them having that reaction? Uh, you know, is it falling flat? That's what matters more to me than whether we walk into a film fest and our, you know, our passes say have my name on them. It's it would be nice, but it, you know, I I that doesn't wreck it for me. I I expect when we get there for it to be like, who is this under? Who's the film under? Oh, it's under Paul Robinson, and that's just what that's it is. Where it ends, yeah, and, yeah, and th- that's where it ends. And and you have to move on if you if you sort of get hung up on who's getting credit for what. Um, that's a, an amazing way to destroy a, a relationship or a friendship or whatever it is. And then also a, a a really effective way to sort of have your films suffer for that because you're never going to be able to move past it. Yeah. And uh, what's what's most important is just like. When things do, should it come to a point where things work out as long as the person who's always getting credited for it is aware that you are part of the partnership? If you, if yeah. you know, if you feel as the person that's not being represented that they're moving ahead without you, then that's not working, you know. But, um, it's but I just, think you know, it's it, it goes, it, it speaks to the integrity of the person, but also it's like you have to understand, like, I can't, yes, yeah, directed by Paul, but I didn't. I didn't capture any sound. Yeah, you know but what, what I mean? I didn't but, write anything. But I, I didn't, yeah, I mean, that, know, that they, there's, there's sound so, is different. There's so many things that are in this film. You know, there, there's how many takes 
Yeah, but here's but here's the thing, right? If somebody approaches you and they're like, "I loved, I loved the cinematography in this movie. I loved the direction, mm-hmm. um, and I want to work with you." I can't get mad that I'm not included in that. I didn't direct that. I mean, I may have co-directed some things well, with you. Directing's kind of tricky because there but are. I didn't direct that completely, and or mostly at least. Let's say, okay, I may have co-directed some things with you, but you mostly directed it, and you did the cinematography. So I'm not going to be like, "What about me?" There's nothing for me to do there. If you don't need a writer or actor or opinion haver on set or craft services, <laughs> then. Then, you know, I I would like, I don't know, like, I, yeah. I can see that being a problem, but you have to understand when the who plays what role in that partnership. Like, is it worth nobody having the opportunity because it has to be both of you when one can do it? You know, if somebody if somebody said, I need your help as a writer. When am I going to be like, I have to bring my husband along? Yeah. Well, does he write? No. He's a cinematographer and director. He can edit as well. Or he could do some color correction. Or I don't need any of that. I have all that. Well, I can't help you if he can't come with me. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Like, you know. It depends on the, the situation. The point is to, to yeah. ha- you know, to to be able to have those opportunities, experience those opportunities, and then get more opportunities from them. But if somebody says, I need you to make this film for me. Like I'm, I, you know, I want you to. I'm the producer and I need you. Yeah. And I, you know, and, and you don't bring your partner along with you. That's where shit's going to start to hit the fan because it's going to be like, Hey, this is a partnership, but you can't get mad at, you know, that other person getting an opportunity without you. If you're not needed, it's just unnecessary. Well, plus, I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, I guess this episode is becoming that episode in the future, but (laughs) you know, it's, it's for me. If somebody were to come to me and say, hey, we want you to DP something, then it's like, all right, I'm just going to go DP it. Yeah. You know, like that's just how it's going to happen. I can guarantee you I will ask your opinion about pretty much every shot. What do you Look, think of this? What do you think you're of like, this? hey, can but I bring like, my wife with me, but you're not paying her, but can she come yeah. with me? And they're like, yeah, sure, whatever the fuck you want. Then, yeah, I'm going to go. But I'm not going to be like, where's my or if, where's my place in this? Well, yeah, I, really I mean, have one. There's, there's like that. But, you know, directing is kind of tricky because it depends on the situation. If. If somebody says, we have a film, we have a writer, we just need you to operate the camera and direct it and, and you know, whatever, then it's like, okay, that that's that's a little trickier because I, I work best when I work with you. So working outside of that environment is is uh, can be can be tricky, but a lot of that's going to be developed in pre-production, you know, and so I don't I wouldn't necessarily need you on set with me, but if. If you can be, then if opportunity allowed, yeah. great. But otherwise, you're but, more but than the, capable. But then of doing there's the that. other situation where somebody, like you said, if somebody, some producer says, "Hey, I have this idea for a movie. I want you to write it and direct it." Well, then that's if I were to just say, "Yeah, I'll do that," I'd like I couldn't because a, it's not doing any any anything good. Will, nothing good will come of that because I'm not I'm not as strong as the film. Like if someone were to watch Vital Sign and say, "Hey, I like this tone. I want you to write and direct something just like this for me." Well then, if I were to say, "Yeah, I'll just do it," that's I'm not. They're not going to get that same film, you know. So that's disingenuous for me to say, "Well, I made this film because I didn't make this film," you know that. So I don't know. I think, but you, that's you a kind did, of a you did thing. by typical film standards. You directed yeah. it, and that's that's really all that matters. Is the point of this whole conversation is that, you know, as a, if you are if you're cool with being behind the scenes, then you're good to be a writer. If you have to be in the forefront, writing is not going to be. Well, uh, your yeah, forte because you're not going to get our last film won one award and it was for writing. So yeah, I mean, and you th- were, it's a category. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, but I think it's that, not like it's not a category. Yeah, it is, but, but 
but it's never it's never as uh, uh, celebrated as as best director. Yeah, you know what I mean. They do that like the like an award show. Best writing is like you know best foreign film for under fourteen dollars. And they're yeah. like, all right, best writers. And they get you out of the way. And they're like, what's the best director? What's best picture, best uh, supporting actor, best actor? Yeah. Writer's like, eh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, get sure. you out of the way first. Yeah, we'll get you out of the way first. I'm not complaining. I, you know, I, you want to give me an award for something, I am more than okay with taking that. <laughs> Great. Um, but again, if you're, if, you're, if you're the kind of person that is um, uh, motivated by recognition and credit uh, and become a director then become a director yeah no i mean that is the truth <laughs> yeah. then become yeah, a director yeah. because you will always be the focus but, uh, of of the yeah. success of a film and if it fails you're the last person that they seem to blame ironically if it fails it's terrible writing all, all of a sudden bad. the writers all of a sudden the writers exist it was written badly and the actors did badly or if it's something specific like the sound was bad or something like that, they'll be like what was with the audio in that it was terrible but the director is the last in line for the blame. And if something is amazing, they're the first in line for the credit, which is ironic. But uh. that's just kind of how it is. And, you you know, you deal with it. And uh, if you if you make your own stuff like we do, then you do your best to kind of change that. And, uh, you know, I mean, when I they made us do speeches when I when I won that award and I had to be the first person to go up. Yeah. And I was like, this is awkward. As hell, because I don't know how long we're supposed to be up here to talk about stuff. I rushed right through it. The first person I thanked was you because, yeah, I wrote this, but there wouldn't be a film for you to watch if I didn't have a film partner. So, like, you're always going to be the first person that I thank for that coming to fruition. I'd have nothing to film if not for you, so. There just has to be a mutual respect for that. If you don't have that, it's you're going to completely obliterate your relationships with people if you just try to become film partners. you have to know what... what's important for you to fight for, you know, if there's a, if there's a, a specific shot for something that I really feel strongly about doing a certain way and you, you want to do it a different way. Well, then it's like, yeah, I've won some and I've lost some that I've had to be like, you know what? I love this shot, but yeah. if we have to cut down on time, I mean, first, then yeah, first, first, fine. first, whatever works for us logistically, yeah. That's, yeah. that's what we're going with more than likely but if we have time then you know lots of times we've we've shot shot it both ways and we'll f- feel it out in the edit because we don't know you know we're yeah. you know we we feel strongly about stuff but we're but we still have a, a level of humility that we're able to like look at something in the edit and be like no you're right this is not working you know it's also your it's also your approach too with each other that you know it's not like i think your selection sucks it's just like i'm not loving that it's not my yeah, favorite and i think you have to, like, be able to take that criticism yeah what don't you like about? It? I don't know. It just doesn't work for me. Like it just uh-huh. doesn't work for me. And it's like okay. And you get, as all an, right. I just spent four hours on it, but that's <laughs> fine. I can redo it. <laughs> as an actor, as well, you have to be like. I don't even wait for your criticism. I'll be the first one to be like, "That was shit," and I'll take a scene out. That's complete. Like that is not my best performance. And you're like, I think it's pretty good. And I'm like, pretty good's not good. <laughs> it's almost good, but it's not good. Yeah. And I'm I I do not. It is counterproductive for me to have an ego about this right now because if this was not a good performance, then I have to cut that scene out if it can be cut out. Yeah. I will do that. And that, you know, forget it. That's a whole other conversation into how- Well, let's have that one too. No. <laughs> into, you know, just growing as an actor and, yeah. and all that stuff. And um, you'll never not have problems as an actor. It's impossible because even as you grow as an actor, you develop new problems. Yeah. There's always a problem in your performance. 
Always. Well, yeah. I mean, as as an artist in any story, you're always going to nobody's a master at anything really, unless you're Roger Deakins. But you know, <laughs> Roger Deakins. Yeah, that's uh, it. But you know, you can always learn. You can always keep learning. And I think that humility is so important in this field because there's so many egos and there's so there's so many. You know, um, yeah. I mean, just the, I can't. It's hard to progress if you think that you're the best at anything. Why would you want to be the best? That means you you could never get any better. Than what you did, yeah. you've done your best work. What is there to do after that? Yeah, that's it. The day that you've I'm peaked. happy with anything I made, I'm it's quitting. over. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not fit for this anymore. Yeah, I've okay. won. I've won filmmaking. <laughs> you're like the the muscular person at a gym. Yeah. What are you doing here? Um, okay, so that's it. So we have a guest next week, probably. Uh, we've done a whole bunch of rambling this week, but we did get to talk about some indie stuff that we personally experienced. So if you are in our boat, you either relate or you don't. I don't know. It might have been helpful. Hopefully it was. Um, we'll talk about it more because there is a lot to kind of unpack there and mm-hmm. there's a lot of categories to those issues. But uh, yeah. shout outs. Shout outs to MoGraph.com for for the that we're on their podcast network. Yes. And c- congratulations to Dave. Yeah. Was expecting, I believe, a second child. Correct. Our condolences. <laughs> That's just because we don't like kids. Don't take that personally. And I have one. <laughs> he only tolerates his own child, and that's barely. It. Um, so uh, yeah. So uh, congrats, and um, thank you guys for joining. And we will talk to you next week. Alrighty. Bye.